allegedly, the way they got Neymar Sr. to push his son to Barcelona was they arranged these orgies for him. And he uh, partook. Yeah, hello. No hey, serious. Hello, is, Look is it up. that the Dirty it's... Tackle lawyer? Yeah, I'm going to need you again. Brooks is saying stuff. Yeah, yeah thanks. It's time for the podcast. It's time for the podcast. It's time for the podcast. The Dirty Tackle Welcome to a special all-Neymar edition of the Dirty Tackle podcast. As you know, we gave you a Neymar-free zone in the last episode, but this time we're all about Neymar. But I'm not sure why, because as I predicted a couple episodes ago, he's staying at Barcelona. I was 100% correct. There's nothing more to see here. End of episode. Yep, Have a nice yep, week. Yep, yep, yep. It's, I mean, none, of, none of that happened. It's Yeah, everything's wonderful. I'm perfect. Brooks is always right. Yes. Well, this is the thing. Like, Brooks is the most um, out here of the hosts, like, you know, in terms of writing the most and being on Twitter the most and stuff like that, I would say. So you're going to get yourself caught in these, I'm going to make a hot take prediction and fail miserably, and this is what happened. Oh, so don't, don't think Brooks is an idiot. He's he's flying high. He's, he's letting it rip, and, and we respect it. Brooks, so, the lesson here is never stick to your guns. That's an excellent point. Anyway... I am Neymar, editor of DirtyTackle.net and Howler Magazine's <laughs> WhatHowler.com. No, and with me are my two co-hosts, Neymar and the ever-mysterious Neymar. Neymar Junior. Name, British Neymar, let's start with you. How are you? What are you wearing? What's going on? I'm very Neymar. Thank you very much. I'm not actually at liberty to discuss what I'm wearing, though. I'm actually uh, in the middle of negotiating my buyout clause from the Dirty Tackle Ooh. podcast. Um, oh, uh, oh, if this geez. goes well, I'm going to be at Football Weekly next week. Uh, this is Ryan, how you tell the, us? Uh, well, you can Please talk to my lawyers go. if you want more information on this. You guys just better start writing your Instagram goodbye post to me, frankly, because my buyout clause is set at $6.79, which is the price of a Bojangles value meal. So, um, so, you know. <laughs> no, immediately after this, I'm going to That's, post. I respect that buyout so much. I love Bojangles. Who doesn't? Immediately after this, I'm going to post a picture on Instagram of you and I, Ryan, with the words, he stays. <laughs> and that will be 100% correct. And everyone knows what happens next. Yeah. Exactly. You'll look fantastic once again. That always goes well. Okay, uh, mysterious Neymar. How are you Ooh. and what are you wearing? Uh... Yeah, I'm feeling pretty Neymar. Um, I'm not wearing a Neymar replica shirt because they cost 140 quid, apparently. Um, but if Nike wants to send me one, I'll wear one. Uh, I'm wearing the authentic because, as you stated, I, I am Neymar. Yeah. Well, to that point, uh, in honor of the day, I have gone full Brazil kit wanker. I have their 2010 World Cup shirt. I have the shorts on. I'm wearing the shorts oh, as well. God, I hate when it's, you wear uh, shorts. It's pasty thighs. No, I'm pretty hey, well tanned. Brooks, crisscross applesauce, please. <laughs> yes. Well, I'll, I'll I'll do my uh, <laughs> I'll do my Sharon Stone impression later. But <laughs> but but Brooks, it's a nice shirt, yeah. by the way. But it's just all that humble pie down the front of it. You've ruined it. You're gonna have to put it in the wash. Yeah, it's it's not going to come out. This is a permanent stain. It's a it's a permanent mark against me. I must wear it for the rest of my life. So why don't we, Ryan? Do you want to take us through um, the embarrassment that is Bro- at Brooks DT? At the <laughs> well, it's going to take a while. We it's going to take a quite, long time. In last week's Dirty Tackle podcast, we spent quite a lot of time discussing the Neymar deal uh, with Brooks insisting that he's definitely staying. 
And guess which section of the podcast had to be cut last week because Brooks was insisting <laughs> that they were staying and it went out just as he went. Hmm. Oh, I still can't believe it. I still can't believe it. But lucky for you, now we have this bonus Neymar mini-sode. Um, exactly. So in, which we can, in which we can chide Brooks even more and perhaps name his fantasy Premier League team. Yeah, so we, we proposed yeah. a bet in this last uh, episode, uh, Theo and I, uh, if Neymar did go, we get to name Brooks's fantasy team for the year. Mm. Well, and the other end of that was if I won, which I definitely was going to until everything went bizarro, I got to name both of your teams. But, right, but there's no point in talking about that. But now, the universe conspired against me and made this insane thing happen. Made this incredibly predictable thing happen. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so the working title is uh, Brooks is a Dummy FC, yeah. and we're oh. taking suggestions on Twitter. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I also thought I'm a big dumb dumb head would work as well. That's good too. That's yeah. option one B. Yeah, How about okay. Brooks is really smart and he was wrong this one time because PSG is insane. And uh, too long. it's not his fault. Too long. No, that's rubbish. Yeah. I, I think that'll fit. I think that'll fit. There's no way anyone's buying a kit for that team. That's <laughs> shit. God. <sighs> All right. So let's move on. Let's get into the nitty gritty of this deal. Let's talk um, Neymar. Everyone else has been doing it. Why, let's talk some us? Neymar. Yeah. We're last ones on the boat here. Everybody's on the Neymar boat but us. Let's get it going. So I thought we'd kick it off with our dirty tackles for this deal. Does anybody have a dirty tackle for someone involved in this specific uh, transaction? I, I'd like to start off by dirty tackling Barcelona. Oh, okay. Why? Because they are absolutely screwed now because they've just uh, got 222 million euros come through the door. Now watch them mm. try and buy any player and get some value from it. <laughs> Every yeah. single person. I mean, Barcelona had this problem anyway because they're Barcelona. But now when Gilfie Sigurdsson's up for grabs, he's going to be 200 million euros if Barca wants him. <laughs> they're about to buy Kyle Walker from Manchester City for 200 million euros. <laughs> Mino, Mino must be absolutely rubbing his hands together with glee because his cut oh, just got bigger for whoever he, he sells next. Yeah. Every, the price tag on every single player in the world now that Barca is interested in, 222 million euros. Yeah. yeah. Remember, Gianluigi Donnarumma only signed a contract extension. He did not make a blood oath. He can still move. <laughs> that would be an interesting move. Goalkeeper to replace Neymar. I have seen a theory online that um, this whole thing was Neymar actually just trying to increase his contract and it went wrong. What do you think about that? That was my theory from the beginning. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, that was my theory. That he wanted, he was only doing this to try and increase his contract. But then PSG was like, no, we'll, we'll do it. We'll, we'll throw 220 million euros at you and get your buyout clause. And his dad was like, great, let's go. And then suddenly Neymar couldn't uh, back out. By the way, so I read this morning that his dad is not going to get um, that like twenty million or whatever because they didn't meet the uh, three agreements set by Barcelona when he signed his first contract, which were to stay the entire length of the deal. Uh, number two is to publicly profess that he was going to stay at Barcelona, <laughs> which he clearly what? didn't do. <laughs> um, and I forget the third; it was just as equally dumb. Was the third um, but not to do anything massively illegal and get in loads of trouble in the courts because they didn't? Do perhaps. Anything. Perhaps, perhaps. Um, but if you've seen a picture of Neymar's dad, I think it might just be Rude Hullet with a shaved head. So that's that's the next piece of the Neymar conspiracy. I'm not really sure where it weaves in yet, but take a look yeah, at him I on Google Images. Let me know what you think. Rude Ma. I don't know how that works, but I think another dirty tackle should go out to La Liga for oh, their yes. last minute, their last minute desperate attempt to try and block the deal. Embarrassing. So, 
PSG's lawyers and, and Neymar's entourage come to the La Liga offices to try and hand over this massive check to finish this deal off. It's and a regular like, size check. It's just the, the amount of money. Yeah, is it, it wasn't like a golf tournament check. This was like a normal size check for a massive amount of money. But didn't it come but in so, one of those briefcases where, like in Pulp Fiction, where you open it up and it like glows? It was exactly. like that, wasn't it? Well, Happy Gilmore was at the office and he was like, why don't I get one of the big ones? Well, I don't know if you saw these lawyers going into the offices, but they had like these giant suitcases and I, I don't know what they were doing. They're going to perform a show or something. They were going to do a DJ set. They're moving in. After they hand over the check. It was bizarre. <laughs> what did you say? They're moving in. They'd heard that Spain was a tax haven, so they were just uh, bringing this <laughs> stuff over. So they bring this this check for an insane amount of money, and uh, La Liga's like, no, we're not going to accept it. So you think, okay, maybe this deal won't go through if La Liga won't accept the money. But then they just turn around and bring it to Barcelona. They're like, yeah, we'll take it, and done deal. Game over. This is the thing I don't understand at all. La Liga standing up and saying, we won't accept this money, and people saying, why won't you accept it? And they'll just be like, uh, we don't want to. We've got absolutely no legal precedent for not accepting it. We just well, don't want to. And the, the, the actual reason they gave was trying to protect their clubs, trying to protect Barcelona and Real Madrid from a deal like this, which yeah. is the height of fucking hypocrisy to try and protect like Barcelona and Real Madrid from big money moves. What a ridiculous... The whole situation is just ridiculous. You could just see how it was going to play out. The lawyers were going to go there and say, hey, we want to hand over this money. They'd say no, and then they'd say... Seriously, you've got no nothing standing in the way of us doing this. And then they go, okay, we tried. They're like, we're lawyers. We know how this works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're not a completely ineffectual footballing body which cancels fixtures the day before and moves time to like midnight. Yeah, we're not, we're not as useless <laughs> as you. Well, then my last dirty tackle goes to Mr. Gerard Piquet himself for being the biggest dum-dum in this whole mess. <laughs> So at, at Neymar's unveiling in Paris, they, the press asked him at the press conference, so what the hell was that PK Instagram? He stays. Verbatim. Yeah. And Neymar was like, he was just joking. I had no idea he was going to do that. It was awkward. <laughs> yeah, he was like, we were in a relaxed moment, and I told him not to, and he did it anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Jared PK, future Barcelona president, looking like an idiot. Yeah. His hips do lie. I've got a dirty tackle, and it's it's one I, I do a lot, but it's it's for the haters, once again. I mean, obviously, this deal is a huge flashpoint. Um, record transfer blew away the previous record. It sees a player moving from one of the most storied clubs to a, to a new kind of project. Um, the, more I, the more I consider it, though, I think it's a pretty beast move from Neymar. I'm impressed but with is his... It I think it is. I'm impressed with his, um, his ambition. Uh, PSG have, I mean, have done a number. In- that's that's the line, but this is about money. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. Really? Yeah. Money was always going to be a part of it, right? It's a transfer, but well, I think sure. the the opportunity for him to go to a new project in the capital city of Paris, uh, if they win their first Champions League, uh, the World Cup is also coming up in Qatar. Brazil is probably favored for that. They're building some kind of synergistic massive thing here between Qatar, PSG, and Brazil. And if Neymar's on top of that pyramid for the next four years, I think the windfall could be absolutely fantastic. Yeah. 
Neymar is no longer the meat in the sandwich. He's on top of that pyramid, baby. Yeah. But, but here, here's my thing. Is that a tall pyramid? Even with him at the top, is it a tall enough pyramid? So this is my whole point. A Brazil team winning the World Cup? Oh, no, no, no. That's a for pretty PSG. tall pyramid. For, for PSG. <laughs> P- um, a Paris team winning the Champions League? I also believe that's a pretty but, tall but pyramid. But my point is, can they win the Champions League? Does Neymar put yes. them over the top for that? They could absolutely win the so. Champions League. You think they're better than Real Madrid now? The, the best they team, could challenge them. For a start, no. the best team doesn't always win the Champions League. Fair enough. But you don't think they can challenge them? Look at their roster. You're also the guy that thought this wasn't going to happen. So yeah, we, 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 we literally <laughs> can't, I, I'm not really we can't sure. trust anything you say or we can't take any of your questions seriously anymore. I'm not really sure if I would be as steadfast as you appear on this episode so See, far. I, I, don't, I don't think Neymar puts them over the top. I think, I think Real Madrid and potentially Barcelona are better. I think if, if Barcelona spend this money well and bring in good replacements, they could become better than when they were with Neymar. Doubtful. And I think that would be the, the ultimate irony, is if Barcelona become better, end up knocking Neymar's PSG out of the Champions League again, and he uh, totally messed up. What's the definition of them becoming better, though? Because they were the very best with him. Well, no, they weren't. They didn't win La Liga or the Champions League last season. Didn't they win a treble with him and then a double the season after? Well, no, that was the season before, yeah. Yeah? But last season, they had a little bit of a drop-off. Okay, so they can, the best they can do is get back to kind of how good they were with him. Well, yeah. But Which they is feasible for a team with, with their resources. Okay, so the, but that's better than PSG then. So PSG get back to that. can get a lot better because they've got one of the best players in the world joining them who's just increased This is their- what I'm saying. This is why this transfer is exciting. It's a yeah. new frontier. And so what? He gets paid a lot of money. I don't really care about that. That's, that's football. For him to be this almost like Michael Jordan iconic figure in this city that has um, never quite had the football live up to its cultural standing – and then to go to a World Cup with Brazil, I mean, they're going to be amazing. They have Neymar, mm. Gabriel Jesus, and then your average Brazilians, you know, Thiago Silva, Marcelo. They could stand. Not Neymar could stand for this. Un- exactly. Philly Coots. They, <laughs> they, they could stand for this unbelievable, you know, four to five year run where Neymar is the king of soccer and he could supplant Leo Messi. Or that could not happen at all. They, they still play in the French League. He's not going to win the Ballon d'Or in the French League. Why not? Why? If he wins a treble with Paris... He's going to win the Ballon d'Or. He, well, I mean, it all comes down to whether you think they'll win the Champions League or not. Because Zlatan won 8 million trophies at PSG, scored 50 goals in, last, in his last season, and couldn't even come close to the Ballon d'Or. Here's how I look at it, Brooks. When he's playing in the same team as Leo Messi, he's got no chance of winning the Ballon d'Or. When he's playing on a different team, he has a much better chance. That's the way I'm looking at and, it. And I would say, especially if he pulls that team up to a level that they've never been at before. That is like... Yeah. Prime Ballon d'Or sauce right but, there. But That's Champions League aside, for. he can't because they still play in France. So well, He can't move this club to the Premier League or to the La Liga or Serie A. It's, they're in France, so they're inherently at a lower level. Doesn't matter. The Ballon d'Or is built on trophies. If he wins an international trophy or a Champions League trophy, this is what gets him that. It doesn't matter that he plays in France. Yeah, they qualify dra- on their own merits for yeah, the Champions he, he League. He drags them over the line on the biggest stage, and he does well at the World Cup. Ballon d'Or, he's a baby. Think, think about this. Ronaldo... Or Messi, obviously, have never won the World Cup. If Neymar wins a Champions League in Paris and then the Qatar World Cup, you could make an argument that he's the best player. Or yeah, the, or the uh, Russian yeah. World Cup. No, I, I agree. I agree. I agree with that. But I think that is or the Russian World Cup. That's right. Don't forget Russia. Never forget Russia. <laughs> our, our good red friends in Russia. Donny Trump never forgets Russia. Neither should you. No, never does. <laughs> Follow the leader. 
I just think those are big ifs. But okay, that leads us into well, that was that was the big life raft question, I guess, is if this was a good move for Neymar. Fantastic move. Should we do a late life ref jingle? We're doing it too late because we already discussed the idea. Yeah, we've already administered the cards and your life is ruined. Neymar, if Brooks was the ref, but he's not, so thank God. It's a wonderful opportunity to gang up on Brooks this week. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it and he's making it so easy because he keeps saying dumb things. I'm living a nightmare. This is awful. Oh. Hey, I'll tell you who this is a good move for, by the way. It's a good move who? for Neymar, and it's a good move for Paco Alcacer. Remember that guy? Remember the guy who Barcelona bought, and he was really quite good, and then he disappeared off the face of the earth? I, I literally totally don't know forgot who about is. him. Yeah. yeah, he might get to play some games now. Until they buy, like, Paolo Dibbler or Kylian Mbappe. Well, or, yeah, yeah. This, is, this is my next question. So who will Barcelona use all this money on? Who will they replace Neymar with? I don't think they should even try to replace Neymar. Um, well, that, that was Sinlo's point. I think they should just do their business as they were looking to continue to do at this transfer window and not make a big misstep yeah. and just be confident in the so, fact that they're Barcelona well, and think about this. To, to my forward. point earlier, they're not going to get any value whatsoever if they try and do something quickly, are they? Well, let's go through the, the possible names that have been thrown around. So you have Usmani Dembele at uh, Bruce Dortmund. Yeah, he likes to fight on the training ground just like Neymar does. Coutinho, of course, who Liverpool don't want to part with. Who? Uh, Philly, Philly Coots. Coots. Philly Coots. Coots, right, right, sorry, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dybala at Juventus, who supposedly uh, Barcelona put in a 140 million euro bid for. Dybala, uh, more like. <laughs> or Dybala. And then, of course, <laughs> yeah, <well> that. <laughs> our favorite on this show, Mr. Fappy and Bappy himself. Mm. Yeah, so it sounds like Fappy and Bappy's moving somewhere because his Monaco president said uh, it's not a question of money, but he needs to move for sporting reasons. Uh, that's just how people talk, man. It's hard. When Fappy originally said at the start of the summer, I'm going to stay and everything, he probably didn't realize the rest of the Monaco team were leaving. He's like the only <laughs> one there now. So now he's got every reason to leave, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah. He almost... Busted his knee up in the first uh, first match of the season, so thankfully that turned out to be a small injury, um, and probably won't derail a transfer. But I could see him going to Barcelona, sure, for two hundred twenty-two million euros. Yeah, two hundred twenty-three. <laughs> I'll tell you, the shine has really worn off Barcelona this summer between their manager Ernesto Valverde, who you know, by all accounts, is not that great, um, and losing Neymar. What, what's going on at the Camp Nou? Well, see, this is the thing. I think they could bring in a piece or two that fits their team better than Neymar did. I think they could build a better team. I mean, Neymar was obviously uh, an amazing player and still is an amazing player, but maybe didn't fit in with Suarez and Messi as well as some other pieces could potentially. Come on, genius, who you got? How's this going to happen? I I think out of all the crazy things you've said recently, that's the craziest. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Literally the most... People call that the best front three in the history of the game, like forever, since people were like right. kicking rocks and the, like, the best caves. front three. But did it make the best team? I, I, I'm saying <laughs> maybe they bring in other pieces that create a better eleven. By the way, great front three. By, by the way, listeners, stay tuned for extra time where Brooks explains why the Earth is flat and why Paul McCartney died in the '60s. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is a podcast, but visually, I'm just that meme of that guy going like shaking his head like mm, the entire time. That's just me right now. This entire time, someone has to say these things. <laughs> Thank God it's you. I rather Thank it was God you. 
Yeah, they guys, not me. Oh. What do we think about? I I think this is a good move for Neymar, but what do we think? Is it a good move for PSG? The chairman said in the press conference that he thinks it's added five hundred million dollars to the value of the club, and they're going to recoup through the usual, you know, shirt sales nonsense and all that. So, I actually think there might be an element of truth in that. Obviously, it's hard to put a five hundred million dollar value on it, but if he does lift them to that next level, it yeah. could be viewed as money well spent. I, th- I think even if he doesn't help them win the Champions League, he has increased the value of that club a millionfold. Uh, he, a millionfold. I mean, a millionfold. That's an exact figure. Well, if they were worth five hundred dollars before, and now five hundred million he's added, then yeah, maybe. Yeah. See. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it, it's, it is kind of crazy that they bought this club for like hundred million euros or something. Uh, Qatar did, and then they got and spend two hundred twenty on one single player a few years later. But uh, I think one player of Neymar's caliber and superstardom mm. really does lift that I whole agree. enterprise a lot. And by the way, Qatar do have a little bit of spare money right now. It's no coincidence that the Qatari Airways sponsorship of Barcelona just finished. Wow. Hmm? Hmm? It's a little conspiracy theory for you. That car horn agrees with me. You know, the, the, thing, no <laughs> one talks, the thing no one talks about is that... Uh, Neymar's actually going to have to build the rest of the stadiums for the Qatar World Cup. You know, that's the point of this <laughs> yeah. transfer All that no himself. one is discussing. And frankly, I, I don't think he's very strong. Like, you know, he, he falls over easily. It's um, true. That, that could be he, tough. He's a bit yeah. skinny. He's going to definitely need to hit the weight room ahead of that. So keep, keep your eyes locked on that. It gives him an opportunity to get a tattoo of him building something, though. Like a wall or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it's still He's fun. got yeah. tattoos of you... most things. So him being a builder and building a stadium, that seems quite a nice little uh, visage for his uh, calf. I think sure. that's more of like a Leroy Sané type thing to get a tattoo of yourself doing something. <laughs> yeah, right. Like doing an <laughs> epic knee slide across your back. Celebrating a goal in which your team lost. Woo! All right, so what is your prediction for PSG this season? Certainly winning League 1 because Monaco well, has been yeah. decimated. That's a given. The, the, the domestic quadruple. I'm going to stick my neck out and say they win the Coupe de France as well. Yeah. Nice one. I'm going to... Uh, Do they uh, win this, the Champions League this, this is boring. They make, the, they make the Final Four. I don't know if they win. At that point, it's a toss-up. Anybody can win. So I'll say they make the Final Four. I say they win and they get awarded two Champions Leagues because they were so good at it. <laughs> See, I don't think they're better than Real Madrid. I think Real Madrid still beats them. So you think Real Madrid is going to win three straight Champions Leagues? That's that's a different kind of take. Yeah, because dumb Zidane, one. Zidane is <laughs> unstoppable. No, I, I don't think that they're guaranteed to win three in a row. But I still think they're a better team than PSG as of right now. Well, this is all just hearsay until FIFA 18 drops and we could do the exhibition. So Yeah, that's true. How about this, Brooks? We're naming your fantasy team this year. I'll bet that PSG do win the Champions League. And if they don't, you can name mine next year. All right? All right, I'll, t- I'll take that deal. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's Theo? that's a deal that we call charity. That's nice of you, Ryan. <laughs> Do you yeah. want in on this, Theo? No, I don't. I don't. Like <laughs> I'm not involved. I'm feeling bold. I'm feeling emboldened by all this bullying of Brooks today. You're a nice so. guy. You're a nice guy. <laughs> I want to be proven right about something here. Really big heart on it's that just, guy, Ryan Bailey. It's just the odds. <laughs> I have to be proven right about something here. But sure. I can see this... I just have this vision of Neymar becoming very frustrated because things don't go perfectly right off the bat and leaving after two or three years. Yeah, no, you're definitely a negative guy, that's for sure. Um, What are we talking (laughs) about next? 
Well, I, I, be, I think Sid Lowe was saying that that could be his eventual plan. It's not just to stay at one club for a long time. He could move to another one or two clubs in his prime. Uh, yeah. His aim being to make lots of money for his dad. So, you know, that could happen. <laughs> well, that was the other thing. In his goodbye statement to Barcelona, he said that his dad wanted him to stay there and it was his decision to leave, which yeah, I don't the believe the second at all. time he's defied his father. I don't believe that at all. I think that's just trying to save face for his dad and not get his dad as vilified. Yeah, not sure about that. Theo, any opinion here? (laughs) No. No. Okay. I don't give a fuck about his dad, a.k.a. Rude (laughs) Hullet in disguise. I'm not buying that it's his dad. You already heard me say that. Like, honestly, take take a look at this guy. It looks like Rude Hullet joined a biker gang and shaved his dreadlocks. See, I think, Theo, I think... Even though he doesn't have dreadlocks anymore. Theo, I think you're just upset that Neymar Sr. is now encroaching on Mino Raiola territory and he's gunning for the throne. And no, I think you're upset no, about I'm that. not. I'm not upset about that because competition is what Mino thrives off of, clearly. And <laughs> it's been proven now that Neymar Sr., a.k.a. Neymar's dad, um, can only deal with his spawns. So, like, he's going to need to impregnate <laughs> 50 more women at this point to, well, to with even all the get orgies to the level he has, of Mino Raiola. We, with all the orgies he had on behalf of Barcelona. Mr. Neymar is be, having orgies? You don't remember that? That was part of the deal that got him to, to Barcelona. They arranged Neymar Junior or Neymar Senior? No. So the, 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 the way that the, allegedly, this is a big allegedly, but the way they got Neymar Senior to push his son to Barcelona was they arranged these orgies for him. And he uh, partook. Yeah, hello. No hey, serious. Hello, is, Look it is up. that the Dirty it's... Tackle lawyer? Yeah, I'm going to need you again. Brooks is saying stuff. Yeah, yeah thanks. No I, said, I said allegedly. I said allegedly. But Neymar's whole story here is that he defied his dad twice because I think the, the first time his dad no. wanted him to go to a different club like the Premier League or no, that's Real Madrid. No, Barcelona convinced him with a bunch of money and orgies. It was in the court case uh, over the transfer. I think you mean oranges. They gave him a bag of oranges. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think he's severed his relationship with the Barca uh, orgy coordinators at this point, so he's going to need to make some new contacts out I'm in sure Paris. I'm sure they have those in Paris as well. I wouldn't worry. Yeah, it's Paris. Come on. Why don't we wrap this segment up with one more question here. Has this deal ruined the transfer market forever? We've more than doubled the world record fee here. Uh, now we're going to see even more ridiculous prices for the at most averagest of players. Averagest? Yeah, sure. Of players. Um, <laughs> what, what, what do we think here? I think uh, it has ruined it, but also I don't care. It's a massive dumb circus anyway. I don't see. I don't think it has. I think that the market can. These are the prices the market can bear. I think it's when they can no longer bear these prices, it'll contract maybe, or it'll keep growing, which seems unbelievable, but it could. And this is the way it's been going forever. It's yeah. every time it, it, it jumps, someone says that's insane. It'll never be topped. That's it. But yeah, I agree does. with our resident economics professor. Yeah, Bruce, can Bruce. I take your economics <laughs> class next semester, please? <laughs> no, he's right. He's right. You know, the market is what it is. It's going to do what it does, and I don't really give a shit. So carry on. Wow, philosophical. By the way, I did fail economics, so don't don't take my words as gospel. Philly philosophical. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is nothing to freak out about. This is just Qatari business as usual, and... Other things will happen as they happen. Don't worry. Yep. This is the audio version of that meme with the dog in the sitting there with his coffee with the fire all around him saying, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
If you're a successful person with great hair, there will come a time in your life when you need to lawyer up. It could be when you're negotiating with one of your 47 brand sponsors. It could be when your dad and your club have defrauded the Spanish government by millions of euros. Or it could be when you're trying to pay an absurdly high buyout clause in order to earn an absurd amount of money elsewhere. If you're in any of these positions, you need Silver, Santos, Junior, Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, Trilby Hat, the only law firm to deal with your high-profile nonsense. We at Silver, Santos, Junior, Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, Trilby Hat specialize in getting you out of extremely desirable contracts with our expertise coming in litigation with football associations. If your governing body is trying to block your move even though they've got absolutely no legal precedent or a fucking leg to stand on, we'll step in, wearing stupid hats, and hand over an obnoxiously large briefcase full of money. When the Football Association still says no, we'll bring out the big guns, simply stating, Come on bro, seriously, this is gonna happen, we've got intimidating hats on. And just like that, you'll be free to go somewhere where the people aren't needlessly snooty or rude. France. Silver, Santos, Junior, Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, Trilby Hat. We do the incredibly easy legal formalities so you or your Qatari overlords don't have to. Also, fuck you. All right, this week's Patreon shoutouts go to Samba Muteba, John Reeves, Jean Ralphio Saperstein. I guess Entertainment 720 is doing good business nowadays. <laughs> Josh Root, Josh Rout, and Dale Henbest. Even though Dale is the Henbest, they are all the best. Each name <laughs> more made up than the last. <laughs> Each and every. Each and every one of you is better than Neymar and should be paid lavish amounts of money by PSG immediately. But in the meantime, go to patreon.com slash tackle to join the revolution and help support the show. Contribute at the $5 level and you'll get to hear DT Extra Time, our added segment at the end of each show that only the ET gang members can hear. Contribute at the $10 level and you'll get a shout out in the show and a lovely t-shirt. And if you trigger our Patreon buyout clause of $2 billion, We'll literally do anything you want, Qatar. Anything. 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 Literally anything. We'll help Neymar build the stadiums. <laughs> guys, <laughs> guys, it's fine that you want to use fake names. Like, I wouldn't want to associate my name with this podcast either, obviously. Just keep the money coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's patreon.com slash tackle. Type that into your internet machine and join us on this adventure of podcasting. Hell yeah. Please. <laughs> Okay, so that'll do it for the Neymar chat. We're never, ever going to talk about him again after this. It broke my brain, this transfer. I have to recover. Brain, soul, yeah, reputation. I, I'm, I'm a ruined man. Reputation, yeah. But as an added bonus for all of you who are not members of the ET gang, we're going to give you a, a sweet, sweet taste of extra time with our segment from the last episode where we discussed the Miami Classico, which should not be called a Classico. I, I'm very insistent on that season friendly the mls all-star game format we had some ideas on that had to change that up and bob bradley at lafc and bob even stopped by to uh talk with us and yell at me and call me names so that was I'm back again i love the ocean 
Oh. I love overlapping runs and putting dangerous balls in the mixer and seeing what the fuck's <laughs> going to happen. But if you're already a member of the Extra Time Gang, we've still got you covered with some big Premier League predictions just for you. So stay tuned for that. Thanks to producer Bobo Martino, who's Bobo. making this happen just before jetting off for the week. On social media, we are at Dirty Tackle on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email us at dirtytackle at gmail.com with your Dirty Tackles of the Week and your Life Ref questions. On Twitter, I am at BrooksDT. Ryan, what is your Twitter handle? At Silver Santos Jr. Ben Jarvis Green Ellis Trilby Hat. <laughs> okay. Uh, there'll be no characters left for a tweet if you if you at Ryan. Pretty much. <laughs> Theo, what is your Twitter handle? At Theo Messi DT, remember to send through Brooks's uh, fantasy Premier League team name suggestions. <laughs> uh, right now, the top two are uh, he's an idiot SC Athletic Club and <laughs> he's a big dum dum that doesn't know anything. Rail dum dum. AFC. Please, please submit better ideas than that. Yes, Ones that exactly. are semi nice to me, please. I, I beg of you. That's not the idea. <laughs> All right, so we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you next week. Oh, we'll see you in extra time. Premier League predictions coming. Bye! Adios. See you there. Muchachos. Brooks is wrong about stuff. (laughs) All right, congratulations. You are listening to this sound in your ears right now because you are either in the extra time gang or you're in the canon. The t-shirt canon. Thank you so much for being a Patreon sponsor of ours. We love you very, very much indeed. Guys, let's get to extra time. Uh, first thing I wanted to bring up was the Classico, the Miami Classico. I'm going to start off here oh. with a little... Um, Cashico? Oh, come on, come on. Raise oh. it, raise nah, it, Brooks. It, it looks like a dope week, bro. Did you watch all the parties from like well, Story with Drake and shit? It looked awesome. If you want an <laughs> insight into where humanity is at right now, there was a tweet that went out from, uh, I think it was Darren Ravel of ESPN, who said that uh, there was The worst who human paid, on Earth. Oh, <laughs> shots fired at Darren Ravel. Hot take in extra time. Wow. Wow. This boom, is why boom, the boom. ET gang signs up. Anyway, uh, Darren Ravel, of whom I have uh, no specific uh, hatred, uh, said... Um, Me neither, for the record. One couple, uh, someone bought a pair of tickets for the Classico at Hard Rock Stadium, a.k.a. Ace Ventura Stadium, um, for $13,000. <laughs> a pair of tickets for $13,000 on StubHub. It's the most expensive pair of tickets for Awful. a soccer game on StubHub. Here's the thing. Could he use that $13,000 for maybe, I don't know, business class flights and a nice hotel in, say, Madrid for an actual That's Classico? what doesn't make sense to me. Unbelievable. They probably could have done both legs in the La Liga season. They could have done Madrid and Barcelona yeah. at that cost. Yeah, and stayed there the whole time in between. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we talked about it before, but my big, you know, beef with the ICC and the Miami Classico specifically is they're just gouging people who are desperate to see these teams that they can't see normally, and it's just price gouging. It's just I don't like it. It's gross. I mean, nothing against like if you want to go see your team, that's great. You're more than welcome. My problems with the organizers, I don't like how they run it. I think it's shady and gross. They have some. Um, they have some good MCs though at some of the stadiums. I've See, that's my biggest problem. They hire these people, like one Mister Ryan Bailey, <laughs> these mercenaries, who is not a these Spurs corporate fan. Shills. These, yeah, corporate mercenary Ryan Bailey betrays Wimbledon these AFC, cock shield wearing motherfuckers, a lovely club, to hobnob with the man eats food, man versus food guy, <laughs> yeah. and NFL lineman. 
It's just gross. What's next, the oh, cake well, boss, did, Ryan? I, I never professed <laughs> to... Cake boss? I never professed <laughs> to um, support Spurs. I was just taking their goddamn money. I don't have any problem with that. But I'll tell I you like the, that. Uh, I'll tell you the fun- funniest thing that happened while I was doing it. I was emceeing at the game uh, at Nissan Stadium. I had to call it Nissan because you don't understand Nissan. Nissan. Um, <laughs> or Hyundai, you weirdos. Did they uh, ask you to say that specifically? Yeah. They asked you to change the pronunciation? Yeah. yeah. That's pretty dumb. Um, That's funny. But this, there's lots of little kids going around because it's like there's all this kiddie stuff to do outside the stadium. Uh, and one kid comes up to me and he goes, hey, can I say something on the mic? And I was like, yeah, what do you want to say? He said, "Can I say fuck Man City?" Oh. Like, no. No. <laughs> no, you no you definitely can't. I love no, that you, you checked with him that. first but and he, he was so honest. He was like, "This is exactly what I'm going to say." Yeah, I know. <laughs> How but, old was he? Oh, I reckon maybe like 12. And, and it was when wow. I said, "No, you can't do that." The look of disgust on his face, it was like I was really letting him down. It's like, "Why?" He was Why like, "Don't fuck do Man that? City. Fuck you, Ryan Bailey." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't question the commitment of U.S. fans of European clubs. That's that's hardcore. Yeah, that kid, geez. that's a future, future ultra. Yeah. All right. So I got besides, he was like stealing it. my material. I already said fuck Man City earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Just not on the mic to everybody in the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I got two things to say on this Miami Clasico outside of the the traditional takes. One, I heard that there was a nice smattering of. Real Madrid and Barcelona kits in the stadium, as it would be. The sides weren't separated. Apparently, that was a nice visual. I wasn't in Miami. Good for that. Uh, Second, it's a goddamn shame that David Beckham did not have his MLS franchise in place before this marketing extravaganza. What an amazing opportunity to push your new club's brand with the entire... Beckham was there. Sure, and it sounds like, reading today, that they're... Don, so Garber, saying Don Garber said won. they're at the finish line of getting this franchise. But the fact that he didn't have of it... Of shutting it down and moving no, on? No, 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 of getting it done. And the fact that they didn't have oh, it before no the soccer stratosphere descended on Miami to push that brand, that's just a shame in my mind. But I'm sure they'll have another that's one nice. next year when they actually have the team and they'll figure it out. Yeah, it's a shame they could have used one marketing exercise to promote another, huh? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Oh, I have one more... I actually have a dirty tackle. I know we're an extra time. I have an extra time dirty tackle on this because did you guys see the banners, the, the TIFO that they raised at both ends of the stadium before the match? No. They no. were like the most corporate, awful, junk banners. The one said, it just said, let's go Real Madrid. It was like a waste of paper. Real Madrid. And the other said, Real Madrid. Real. Real. And uh, the, Real. Real Madrid. Like Real Salt Lake. <laughs> the other one said for Barcelona, like, in our style, we trust or something. It was just the dumbest, most awful, generic crap thing. Oh, and oh. Th- this reminds me, by the way, at, in Nashville. Like when it, I went to a game earlier uh, uh, last week, uh, uh, the Tottenham game in New Jersey, and they had like all the supporters arrived at once, like the local supporters club, and like you know they did a march and they had a drum and everything, and it was really yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, I saw that. And they all arrived. The same thing happened at Nashville, but it wasn't a supporters group. It was people holding International Champions Cup flags and Heineken flags. Oh. Yeah. See, that's that's what these banners were. They had to be made by the ICC themselves. These weren't fan-made. They had no personality or character to them at all. It's funny when the sponsors tried to bad. get in on the supporters club thing. I remember Brooks and I went to uh, whatever the previous iteration of the ICC was before it was called that, and we went to like a Manchester United game, and there were a bunch of Aeon employees in the stands just rocking yeah. Aeon t-shirts supporting Manchester United. And we were like, hey, who's your favorite player? And they were like, uh, I don't know. 
Aon CEO. Yeah, Jeff yeah Smith. my boss, my line boss, Bob <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> Bob Dickhead. Oh, I'm disappointed that wasn't your name, Theo. Yeah. We, sh- we should have made your name Bob Dickhead. Too late. Oh, damn. I hate football. Have I told you lately? <laughs> I mean, if you if you hate football, you should really love the MLS All-Star game. Is that true? <laughs> Go on. The MLS All-Star game, a game where a convoluted selection of MLS players that have famous names play against a major European power in a major American city. It features... Has happened already. Yeah, probably has happened already. Uh, a bunch of famous players. Not probably. Against Real Madrid, the team that Brooks was just mentioning that played in the Classico. So there's a lot of talk amongst MLS players on Twitter and amongst MLS fans and other people that find the need to express their opinion on the internet. Um, they're saying the MLS All-Star Game should be East versus West, the way most traditional American sports games operate, as opposed to... All-Star Games, yeah. Yeah, All-Star Games, as opposed to uh, versus a major European power playing preseason. Um, Brooks, I'll ask you, because I know Ryan doesn't give a fuck, if you had your druthers, <laughs> how would you format the Americans' top leagues All-Star Game? Well, I think the the league against... An, uh, a European team that was great for the time. I think it served its purpose, but it's, now it's time to change it up and move on. Okay. I think the all-for-one MLS mentality is no longer benefiting the league. Mm-hmm. I think they need to foster more division within the league and like rival. They're all about rivalries now, so let's get Apparently. some rivalries going and have these players face each other, East versus West. I think that's a good start, but no more all-for-one, one-for-all against Europe. It's just, it's been done. They got their attention from it. Time to move on. So I saw um, Amobi Okugo. Okugo? Amobi yeah. Okugo. Former MLS player. And I'm sorry for butchering his name as I do every person's name that I It's pronounced on this. Bastien Schweinsteiger. Current, <laughs> yeah. current MLS player. It's, it's pronounced Kluver. So he, had, he wrote a whole post on this on Medium. And he suggested, obviously, East First West. That's, you know, the most obvious. But he also proposed... Designated players against everybody else in the league. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. You could have those those high price prima donnas against the everyday working man MLS All players. Those designated player goalkeepers, right? Yeah. Love making well, yeah, exhibitions yeah, right? <laughs> way more serious than they have to be. Yeah, it's great. Put put David Villa in goal. I like that. His other idea was have like the US and Canada or the CONCACAF players against the internationals, all within MLS players. So like the CONCACAF, you know, Guys who play for CONCACAF yeah, Nations yeah. or MLS players against the internationals. What about the aborted M- uh, MLB structure? East versus West, winner hosts MLS Cup. No, that's dumb. That's dumb in baseball. That's dumb in MLS. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, let's hear from you. We know you're an MLS expert and you care deeply about the league. Well, I, I've, if I'm not mistaken, it used to be a conference thing before they yeah. invited the big boy teams over. So I don't have. Yeah. I think it probably you're probably right. It should go back to that. But my concern with that is, no one would care. No one would watch it, would they? Well, this is MLS's overriding problem in general. I mean, even beyond All Star games, right? Spicy. <laughs> well, no, I think this would have less significance than a regular MLS game, wouldn't it? Because there'd be nothing on the line. Correct. Well, that's why you'd have to still structure it kind of interestingly. Maybe it's not East versus West. Maybe that's too boring. Maybe a deep, uh, designated players against uh, non-DPs would be interesting. Maybe 
CONCACAF against internationals will be interesting. Yeah, get a bunch of nationalistic complexes involved and see if somebody gets hurt. That's well, great. that's true. Um, yeah, we have enough of that everybody already. Wins. But if, if anything, yeah. I think MLS should make All-Star Week, whatever the format of the game is, a bit better. They've added the homegrown game, which is a nice foil. It's supposed to be like the NBA um, rookie-sophomore game, which is now the Rising Stars game. Um, I'd like to see like a skills challenge thing happening. Um, Amobi also suggested that. Yeah, he said uh, skills challenge, crossbar challenge, uh, soccer, te- soccer tennis. That could be fun. Yeah, I want to see more foot shit golf, like that. Foot golf, two touch tournament, goalie wars. I don't know what that is, but sounds cool. Yeah, you Americans love dumb shit like that. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's MLS, Ryan. It's 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 I don't know. Yeah, basically like the global guts version of the MLS All Star Week is all I want. Yeah, let's just do guts. Let's re let's bring guts back, the TV show, the Nickelodeon do, TV do, show. Do you have it? Go. And have MLS players go through the obstacle course. Send it to Mo Amobi Akugo. <laughs> I like it. I loved guts. Yeah, guts was great. So did you guys give proposals? What's your proposal? Uh just stop doing it. Stop doing it all together? Yeah. Um, God, I, I want to say that, but I think there's some value there. I will say, yeah, e- East versus West for a $1 million bonus per player. Oh, wow. That's that's big money for an MLS player. Exactly. Um. Well, my, my other question, and Ryan might hate this even more, but what do you think of a Premier League All-Star game. Yes. Now let's now let's get down to it. Um, well, I actually wrote a very long feature about this for Bleacher Report. You did? I remember that, yeah. Thanks for reading it. No, I, I remember that. It was very good. I read the Spark Notes, but I forgot them. And I discussed various format ideas. I think the one I decided would be best if you did an All-Star game of, say, Premier League players against an All-Star La Liga team or an All-Star Bundesliga yeah. team, and you, you yeah. uh, rotated the opposition. I think that would be, That'd be cool. shit. Yeah. I agree. That could be cool. Also gives ample fodder for those that love talking about meaningless shit like which league's better than which league and da 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 da. God, I, I'm oh. surprised they haven't done that yet. I mean, that seems like just money waiting to be raked in. Yeah. And well, they do it in Beijing. Yep. Every, yeah, yeah, everyone exactly. has to tour China, Africa, and the United States one more time, and then they'll they'll get to that. <laughs> Theo, what's our last topic before we wrap up extra time? Yeah, hur- hurried up, Theo. It's my 10 days to be White House uh, communications director. Uh, everyone gets 10 days. It's my coming up, so hurry up. I haven't seen the announcement going out on Twitter yet, but uh, I'm excited for you. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Last topic, Bob Bradley, our good friend. I'm going to fuck it up. American friend Soccer of the Legends. Pod, yeah. Friend of the pod. Uh, he's made his move to LAFC official. This is fantastic, guys. It's, it's a big club, um, major city in America, and, and, and Big Bob back on the case. Bob the Builder. What do you guys think? <laughs> can he fix it I don't think he needs to be fixed because they have no players yet he needs to build it it needs to be built the first time yeah I think this is a fine move I mean LAFC claimed that or Bob Bradley claimed that everyone you can imagine was after this LAFC job which I have a hard time believing interested but, uh, they said interested whatever yeah um, it is a bit Bad optically to have the former coach of Shivas USA now coaching LAFC. Oh, I think it's great. One one failed LA team, possibly starting up a new failed LA team. Maybe. Whoa! Isn't um, the uh, isn't the headline here? Manager who failed to make it in Premier League goes to team that doesn't exist. 
Well, so this well that leads us to an actual headline, which was Swansea squad were driven mad yep. by Bob Bradley yep. last season. Borja Baston says, "I arrived with an arm injury. I recovered from that. Played a couple games, but then they fired manager Francesco Guidolin. It was difficult after that because the manager who came in, Bob Bradley, drove the team mad. He made lots of changes, and we didn't know what we were trying to do." In the end, with the arrival of Paul Clement, the team settled and we were managed and we managed to stay up. So Bob Bradley was a mess. According to this guy. Who played for Swansea. Who might know a little better than you. Who had an arm injury when we're playing soccer. How do you hurt your arm? It's fucking bullshit. He fell on it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, he, he fell on a diving. He sounds like he's really good <laughs> at soccer. <laughs> oh, Bob popping in here. I like it. But so at the time, all the American journalists, all the Bob apologists said, everyone gave him a bum rap. The players probably loved him, and he just got, got run out of there because he didn't get a chance. Well, no, here we hear he was a mess. He was awful, just as I said. Borja best, and I never heard of him in my life. <laughs> that was the problem. <laughs> didn't know his own <laughs> players. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he'll do fine at LAFC. They have a good thing going there. I know I, I joke about them failing, but I think they'll do really well. Um, and I think he'll do fine. Sure. <laughs> any any MLS Cup predictions? Think we could see Will Ferrell, uh, LAFC owner, lifting up the MLS Cup soon? I need to see a Will Ferrell, Bob Bradley, like, funnier die short somewhere down the line. <laughs> it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. I think that would be fantastic. I mean, the fact that they announced him wearing a fitted and, like, raising his head against a fake brick wall was one of the best things I've ever seen. Um I, I can only imagine what they could do with Will Ferrell's budget, so I'm looking forward to that. I want to see them recreate the Will Ferrell and the little girl. Yeah, the, yeah, the landlord, yeah. But just have Bob Bradley be the landlord. Yeah, have the exact same script. Was it Pearl? Yeah, Pearl. Oh, the, uh, girl. the girl's name. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, but so the the one the one bummer the one Bob Bradley bummer that I read uh, was that Michael Bradley will not be joining him in LA at LAFC. I saw that. Yeah. Oh. He I mean, doesn't want to re. Yes. He doesn't want to re up with his daddy. It is what it is. He said he'd be a fan of LAFC for thirty three games a year, though. So that's cute. <laughs> Those Bradley boys stick together. It's because they're bald. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any any final word from Bob? I, I feel like I I kind of crapped on him on this extra time. I think Bob might need to defend himself a little bit. Yeah, Brooks. I I think uh, you've run an okay website, but you're mostly an idiot. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> you know, obviously for an expansion team, it's going to be tough, but I'm going to, I'm going to bring in a lot of hard soccer players. Um, <laughs> we're going to move the ball around and get it in the mixer and score some goals, see what we can do. Oh, well, I hear the sirens. The sirens are blaring. That means that it's time to end extra time. Oh, shit, Michael, hide the stash. <laughs> Thank you once again for your support. Extra time, gang. T-shirt cannoneers, you're the best. We love you. Michael, hide my hide my head blades. Bobby, <laughs> we're gunning for you. I got to keep it clean for my debut. <laughs> All right. On behalf of Bob and everybody else, we'll see you next time. See you guys. I want to see you in the pool at the new LAFC stadium where your banana hammocks do a cannonball. Hey, see you there. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Jeez Louise. What's a head blade? <laughs> a head blade is what bald dudes use to shave their head. It like goes on your ring finger. <laughs> yeah, but it's like but it's like a ring, so it goes on your finger. They used to advertise for them in Slam magazine all the time. <laughs> it's my favorite that. basketball magazine growing up, and like everyone was going for the Michael Jordan that. back then. <laughs> Not yeah. something I ever needed to invest in, but their advertising stuck with me, which has been great. It was oh, Scoop, Scoop Jackson article, yep. then Headblade. Yeah, the Headblade. Wow. Class. <laughs> <laughs>